0: Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Chris Gwynn here with Great Lakes Advisory. Chris specializes in helping companies build training programs for their employees and creating standard operating procedures throughout their company to run systematically. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Chris. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking time to do this. Where are you coming, uh, coming live from? Are you
1: Chicago area, correct? Yep. I am based out of Chicago, uh, Illinois, okay. uh, just a little bit North of Wrigley field. Uh, okay. So nice.
0: Does that mean you're a Cubs fan? I just got to get this one out of the way. I don't know if we've uh, talked about this before.
1: Yeah, uh, I am a Cubs fan. Uh, I'm actually okay. from Detroit. So, uh, okay. my, my Tigers allegiance is maybe a little higher, but I, uh, I okay. do have a, uh, World Series uh, newspaper uh, from when the Cubs won it in 2016 behind me.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I remember I do remember seeing that on our last Zoom call now that you say that. So I, I, I'm, I'm good with you being a Tigers fan.
1: Um, yep.
0: I'll live with you being a Cubs fan. I won't let that ruin our friendship at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only because you live so close to Wrigley House. So yep. um, well, that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so a little bit about myself, a little bit about Great Lakes Advisory. I think it might be helpful just to share my entire entrepreneurial journey. And That'd be that great. All started a little over probably probably about five, seven years ago now. At the time, I was a portfolio manager at Northern Trust. Was managing about $75, $85 million in assets. And I was uh, just wrapping up with my CFA exam, which stands for Chartered Financial Analyst. It's kind of like the investment equivalent of the CPA exam. Um, the butt exam only offered once a year, 30% pass rates, and well, it took me about three years to pass. I studied a, uh, a ton outside of work, but once I finally wrapped up that exam, I had a little bit more free time on my hands. At the same time, my dad is a business owner and was really struggling to keep his head above water. He was constantly putting out fires. Employees weren't following past the correct way. Employee turnover. And overall, the business was just a struggle to be able to manage on a daily basis. And so he approached me and asked me if I wouldn't mind taking a look at some of the operations, some of the financials, interviewing some of the employees to make the business a little bit easier to manage. And I mean, he's my dad. I've got a lot of loyalty towards family. So <laughs> I was more than happy to take a look. And so began interviewing all their employees, dissecting some of their operations, and I come to find out that they had absolutely zero documented processes, zero uh, defined uh, standard operating procedures, and zero formalized training of any sort. It was essentially throw the employees to the wolves and see if they can figure it on their own. And so to me, it made a ton of sense why employees weren't following tasks the correct way. Uh, And for any listeners out there, I'm using quotation marks there because there really wasn't a correct way to do anything because nothing was actually defined. So my initial thought around trying to make this business a little bit easier to manage was that if we can clearly define all of the processes within the organization and then create standard operating procedures that would outline these step-by-step instructions leading to a specific result or outcome, and then build training around those processes, standard operating procedures, responsibilities, all that tribal knowledge that hopefully that would better prepare their employees for success and create some more consistency in the operation and make the business a little bit easier to manage. And so I interviewed every single one of their employees to gain a deep understanding of what does it actually take to perform your responsibilities? What are all the processes that you need to follow on a daily basis? took me several months, but after I finished that project, I noticed something very impactful that happened. I noticed on the operations, because we now had all of these clearly defined systems and processes in place, the business started running on repeatable processes. There was more consistency in the overall operations because tasks were no longer falling through the cracks. And so as a result, profitability actually increased. But I also noticed that overall employee morale actually improved. And much of this is likely from the fact that up until this point, there was zero documented processes. There was a ton of confusion. There was nothing to really prepare them for their daily responsibilities. But now that they had a dedicated, really a resource of the single place of truth for all of their operations, they had all of these guides, they had all of these documented processes, they were better prepared through training the overall, there was less confusion. There was less vagueness as, to what, as far as what they should and shouldn't be doing. And so as a result, employee retention actually improved. So overall, the, the business became more profitable, more consistent. Um, employee morale increased and employee re, uh, employee turnover actually reduced, which all the above wildly exceeded my expectations. But I also noticed <laughs> the entire impact on the business owner, the entrepreneur, or in my case, my dad. And my dad is a little bit overweight, also suffers from some um, uh, he also su- suffers from, from a, a heart complications. He's gone through multiple rounds of ablation surgery, and much of that is likely stress-induced. And the fact that up until this point, the business is heavily reliant on his input to be able to actually manage the daily operations. But now that we have all of these clearly defined systems and processes in place, that allows the business owner to actually remove himself from the daily operation and actually effectively delegate many of those responsibilities. And so that allowed my dad to actually reduce the number of working hours in a given week, alleviate some of that stress, focus on actually exercising more and eating properly and just becoming overall healthier. And so realizing just the incredible impact of both uh, the operations as well as the business owner, I realized that there was certainly a much larger need for this type of solution outside of his business. So open up Great Lakes Advisory a little over uh, four years ago now to address That's this. Specific awesome. need. So, yep. That's cool. That's very cool. Well,
0: you know, I love that you kind of give us the whole backstory on it and obviously why it's impressive. And, you know, as you were talking through that, I thought of a couple of things. You know, one being, I think your employees can have a much greater impact when they know what's expected of them right? I think that's one common thing I see working with a lot of business owners is, like you said, the employees kind of get thrown into it and just get thrown to the wolves to figure it out, right? Uh, they don't know what's expected of them. They don't know how to do it. They don't, there's no process documented on, on what to do and how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that that makes it very tough. Um, I think that it makes it very, you know, tough on the employees. I always tell people, like, think back to when you were an employee at a job. I don't care if you were waiting tables in college, what you were doing, you probably perform better when you knew what was expected of you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a huge piece of it. Uh, my wife and I were actually watching uh, some shark tank last night. I love watching that show. Yep. And, uh, and there was somebody on there who had a really great idea, but it was a very much like he was the brand he was the business and, and this type of stuff. And Kevin, which he's probably my least of the favorite, Mr. Not Wonderful, um, you know, said the thing. He said, hey, listen, if we partner on this, he said, I'm going to take out a life insurance policy on you. And I need you to be okay with this because he said, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, my money's gone. Right. Um, And it it, kind of the the analogy, you know, you were talking about is like, you know, if you don't have the systems and the processes in place, if something happens to you, um, even if you were in the hospital for two weeks, what, what happens to your business? Right. Does your business shut down? Do your employees go like what happens with that? Um, And we just, uh, the episode we did last week, we talked about, uh, we did a top five book review list. And, you know, one of them I talked about was the cash flow quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. And he says, you know, go on vacation for a month and see if you have a self employed business or see if you have a business system, right? Um, And so I think it's very important with what you guys do with business owners to have those documented SOPs and the procedures and the training to where. The The business owner shouldn't be the magic. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, I, I always call it the entrepreneurial ego. Right. Like you become a business owner and all of a sudden you're like, well, it's up to me. Right. Like I want to be the go to person for everything. And really, you shouldn't be. Um, and I think that's where you guys kind of come in to help put all those processes in place.
1: Yeah, no, I think you nailed it right on the head. I mean, it's, do you have a job or do you have a business? And if you're constantly working in the business, you are the business, you're the only one that can actually move the business going forward. You don't have the ability to take off a month for vacation. And if you do, operations are just going to grind to a halt. Well, more than likely, you have a job. You you, you yep. might actually own a business, but the business is not going to work without you. And so super important to be able to actually really implement those processes and systems in place to be able to effectively remove yourself from the daily operations so that the business can actually ex- actually exist without you.
0: Yep. Nope. absolutely. I think you nailed that one. Um, so, what are a few common mistakes that you see business owners make when it comes to kind of their SOPs, their training systems, whether it's the the creation side of them or the execution of implementing these things? What are what are a few common mistakes you see working with people?
1: Yeah, so I think it's kind of a few things. I think part of it is uh, there's always like the old school mentality that hey, we can just like spend a few days doing some kind of hands on training and then just expect just this person to flourish kind of no matter what. But I think one of the things that I think many business owners don't realize is that one, doing setting up all of those one-on-one kind of training programs, A, takes up, well, I'm sure you're probably already aware of this, but it does take up a ton of time, but it's yeah. also fairly inconsistent from one person to the other. And on top of that, employees don't really have a resource to be able to lean on after that pro, that training program is finished. And so what we find is that many times business owners are comfortable with just kind of providing that but then they always kind of tend to overlook maybe some employee turnover and the fact that hey we actually have to train more than just the fact that we're trying to just grow to five more employees we probably have to replace another five, 10 employees, and then try to train maybe a total of 15, 20 total employees. And if you're doing this kind of time and time again, that's a huge time suck uh, to be able to actually onboard all those employees. So one, I would say big mistake is um, not having a clearly documented training program on a learning management system, because if you can document it all on a learning management system, that really sets the tone creates a high level, consistent experience that's properly worded. It it ensures that everyone that goes through your training program receive the same exact consistent experience, making sure that you're covering everything. Um, But the other thing is really this concept of really, I guess, even taking a step back. If, I don't know if you have, I'm sure there's many of your audience probably has some children, but I don't know if you remember probably... Kind of uh, getting your kids just to kind of wear their seatbelt, and there's kind of a difference of just telling them to do something versus really communicating the why. And I like to use this example that I want to try to get my kid to wear their seatbelt, and I just tell them, "Wear your seatbelt." And they say, "Well, why do I want to wear my seatbelt? It's uncomfortable. It's constricted. It's I don't really like the feeling of a seatbelt. I don't need to wear my seatbelt." If you just te- if the only reason that you can provide them is just this list that just tells them to do this, and it doesn't really communicate the why, there is the tendency in human nature just to become defiant and kind of cast off that instruction as unnecessary. But if you actually communicate well, I actually need you to wear your seatbelt because I care about your overall health and well-being. And if we were to ever get into an accident, that seatbelt can actually save your life. And that's right. really the true why. And the same thing applies with all of your processes. And so that's where the training comes into play that you not you not only need to be able to document your processes, but you need to be able to communicate the why behind all of your operating procedures so that that training content will actually resonate with their end users and that they can actually follow them in practice.
0: That's good. That's really good. Well, you know, I think one thing too, as you were going through that is, you know, there's, there's a lot of different aspects that go into it. And one question that we always have people ask is, especially smaller people, right? Maybe they are literally self-employed. They're the solopreneur that does everything that wants to grow. Um, And they feel like, well, I need the employees before I need the training system, right? Or the processes. And I'm like, no, like that is the biggest mistake you could make, right? Like you need the system down first. Even if you have say three employees right now, you don't have these things in place before you go and hire more people, before you are replacing an employee, right? Maybe your goal isn't to grow your company, but you need to get these systems and processes in place and documented first before you're going to grow. Before you're going to train new people, um, and and for whatever reason, I always see people try to do it backwards, right? Like, well, I'll go hire people and then we'll put the system in place. And I'm like, it's much easier to have the system, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think one thing too, you know, we've got a couple of clients that you know, are, are, are people that were um, technicians turned entrepreneurs. If you're familiar with the e book by Michael Gerber. And, you know, he, and, and with that, I always, they're like, man, I just, I can't find and keep good employees. And I'm like, well, I think the reason is, is you aren't organized and systematic and taking your business seriously. So your employees aren't right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes down to having a structured training program. I said, imagine if you were to go recruit a new employee And they come in and you've got this very well-organized training system on how you're going to walk them through things. You've got SOPs on how you run your business. You do all these things. I said, do you think that's a little different spin on how they're going to view you and the company that they're working for versus how things are now? And they're like, hmm like, yeah, it's the, it's the truth you didn't want to hear, but you needed to hear, right? Um, and so that's why I love that you guys come in and help people with that because I, I think that's probably one of the most common things we hear is like, oh, we need to do this. But people just don't ever put the time into it, right? And somebody like yourself can come in and really work with them and, and put that stuff into place because they're out running their business, working in it or working on it, hopefully. Um, but I know you guys can provide a lot greater assistance and documenting all that stuff for them, so.
1: Yep. And I love that. I completely agree with that approach. It is, I think for many people, it's it kind of sucks. It's a little bit of a, a slower approach that, hey, I need to document these processes. I need to build training yep. around it. But just putting it into perspective, most employees leave because there's chaos or they don't, they aren't adequately prepared. So on the other side of it, yeah, we could maybe provide that short-term band-aid solution, get someone to fill this seat and just start doing this job. But if they end up having to they only last a couple of months or maybe weeks, then you're just going to have to go through that process all over again. And any time that you're spending training them and answering all of that, all those questions is removing time that you could be spending on revenue generating activities, strategic initiatives, and really the task that's only yes. your core competency to, can actually perform. So it it'll end up actually saving you a lot of money in the long term. It's probably not the advice yep. you want to hear, but uh, it's a more no. methodical and appropriate approach. I love I
0: love that you made that point because I'm a huge systems guy, right? Like for me, that's part of the reason we created this podcast is we just wanted to have a system and a resource people could go to. Right. Because if we have somebody that needs to have a conversation about SOPs, I want them to come listen to our conversation from it and then we'll take it to the next step. Right. Or we'll make an introduction to you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, a lot of the other topics we cover is, is we wanted to have a systematic resource that we weren't the answer to everything. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's a really key thing that you just mentioned is, you know, when you have to, what's well, kind of the general, rule. when you have to do something three times, you should automate it, right? Well, it should be the same thing with your training, right? When people have to call you and, and say, hey, what do I need to do next? Like, if you had a resource for them, just go look it up. Um, like, think of how many phone calls and texts and conversations that would save you, right? Um, and so I love that you mentioned that, because I think that most people view it as like, like you said, like, Oh, this is something I need to do, but I don't want to do. No, you should be excited to put these things into place because it's going to save you a lot of time and headache and frustration and babysitting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it's, that that's why I'm such a huge advocate for having a training system and SOPs and stuff. So how do you suggest that business owners, you know, really utilize their SOPs and day-to-day operations kind of like we were just talking through?
1: Yeah, so there's um, a couple of different ways. Uh, One way that I it kind of depends on the industry and kind of what were some of the daily tasks. But if you're primarily working off of maybe a desktop, maybe you're working more project based, it definitely makes a lot of sense to create almost templated uh, checklist. And you can use kind of an application like uh, train or not train training you can use an application like Asana or Basecamp or Trello or Todoist. There's a lot of like task management type project management softwares that you can actually uh, standardize through templates to actually ensure that your employees are actually completing those tasks and checking them off. And you can hold them accountable through kind of deadlines and specific assignments. The other way, if maybe, your industry is kind of out in the field and maybe you've got some crew members that are never at their desk, Um, our recommendation would be to turn those standard operating procedures that'll actually go very very granular into the detail, the specifics of how to perform each of these workflows, but then taking that... SOP and turning it into a checklist of more of a do and confirm that you've at least completed all of the major milestones of a particular setup. Yep. And then you can create maybe a system around confirming, it. it's all very case by case, um, whether or not those checklists are actually um, adhered to.
0: No, that's awesome. I think that's good advice. And um, like you said, there's obviously a lot of things with technology nowadays, right? That's even different than whenever I started the painting industry 12 years ago, right? It's crazy mm-hmm. to think about where we've come to. And um, it was really funny. I was having a conversation with the contractor the other day and he said, I hate when my guys don't put the lawn signs out on the jobs. And I said, is that part of your SOP? So he looked at me and he said, shut up, I'll go change it. And I said, there you go. Like put it mm-hmm. in the checklist. You guys have this, you know, a job, um, a work order for every job you do. Like that should be the first thing, like show up. Lawn sign in the yard, knock on the door. Like, why is it just, and they're like, oh, you know, so it just, sometimes it's even little tweaks like that. People that have certain kind of, you know, SOPs and a a checklist of things to do, um, just go in and tweak it, find those little things, like find those little nuances that, you know, you need to figure out where to implement that into your process of things. So, um, so I definitely had to share that because I'm sure he'll listen to this and punch me later. So, um, (laughs) So just to give our listeners some perspective, right? Like who is your ideal client? Like, do you have a niche of who you work with? Um, You know, who do you specialize in working with? Or I'm I'm sure obviously you guys are able to work with a lot of different business owners, but kind of share Mm -hmm. a little bit about like who your target market, your target client is.
1: Yeah, so uh, we are pretty agnostic when it comes to uh, industry, um, but I'll share kind of a couple of the best fit industries that uh, we tend to be work a little bit more with, but we tend to work with a lot of, um, tr- like home service type trades, businesses, construction, we'll work with a lot of marketing and kind of advertising agencies, um, uh, production and manufacturing logistics and supply chain, um, and any kind of computer software type companies, uh, tends to usually work with, it's more so a focus on the number of employees than kind of a revenue size. Um, we've worked with, all across the the spectrum, but usually looking for at least above maybe 10 to 15 employees. Um, That said, we do offer um, smaller kind of starter packages to get started on maybe documenting one process um, for some of the some of the business out there that maybe don't have as many employees.
0: Okay, cool. That's good to know. I thought you kind of worked with a pretty wide range there, but I knew you guys kind of had your target too. So, you know, I think that's one thing too, that that I want to just kind of mention to anybody listening to this. um, If you don't have SOPs and stuff in places, start somewhere, right? Like you may not have the perfect flawless put in place, you know, SOP training program, whatever it is. But I think it's important to have something, right? Like something is better than nothing. And you need to start somewhere that it can grow and, and you can add to it over time. You can tweak things as your company grows, as people move in different roles. Things can always be changed, right? Uh, and so that'd be kind of my one piece of advice that I'd love to leave people with is just start somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any kind of pieces of advice as we kind of start to wrap up here and stuff, anything that you'd like to kind of share and really leave people with, like if there's one takeaway from this episode, um,
1: what would that be? I would say, I would. I was almost going to repeat the same takeaway that you mentioned, but I'll, I'll kind of uh, pivot real quick. Uh, I would say our recommendation is that you really need to be able to allow, and we kind of mentioned this earlier, but you need to allow the business to exist without you as the business yeah. owner. And if you want to be able to do that, you need to be able to implement systems and processes and create really a system of checks and balances to confirm whether or not your employees are following those processes. And it all starts with just documenting those processes. So just getting yeah. started, even if it's something small, but maybe start with some of the tasks that just aren't being performed correctly on a daily basis, or usually yeah. routinely performed, um, kind of on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, or maybe even some of the tasks or workflows that are maybe below your overall, um, skill set or core competency. Um, and those are usually some opportunities to actually s- for cost savings within the yeah. core process, within your processes. Cause there is, um, an actual inefficiency and an expense associated with your time. And just as an example, if you had like a kind of, uh, a super senior CFO, that's just yeah. appro- approving. of like overtime hours well clearly that's maybe below that individual's financial kind of analysis and core competency and they they much they have a much higher level of financial understanding they're clearly capable of approving overtime hours but there's probably the ability to have that being performed by um someone who's maybe a little bit more cost effective uh for the business so that's good
0: that's really good advice i think that's uh I think that's a great um kind of thing to leave people with. I didn't mean to steal your your uh, your final piece of advice there no. as soon as I opened my mouth. I was like, I bet you this is what he was gonna say. so um but no, I appreciate that. Uh, I like I said, I really appreciate from what you guys do for business owners. I think you guys do a fantastic job at it. Um, And I appreciate you taking time to come and and record this with us. Um, How can people get a hold of you? If they want to, if they have questions, if they need some guidance from you guys, what's the easiest way to kind of start the process or just at least reach out and and make a connection with you? Um, And I'll be sure and put this in the podcast description.
1: Yeah. Reach out to us at greatlakesadvisory.com, G r e a t l a k e s a d v i s -S 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 O R You can also reach out to me just directly at C dot Gwyn G W I N N at greatlakesadvisory.com or my cell is, so I'll just give you the, you can get around the gatekeeper is two, four, eight, three, one, two, nine, two, one, one. And I'm also going to share a link uh, with Chris. So yep. uh, to give the first uh, 10 uh, listeners um, I'd be happy to offer actually a three hour uh, free um as standard operating procedure consultation to actually get you started on documenting your processes and creating standard operating procedures
0: that's awesome well i appreciate you doing that i'm sure i can think of a couple people right now that might take you up on that so thanks for offering that out to them uh like i said i really appreciate you uh coming on the show here and, and recording this with us and thanks for your expertise and uh i'm sure maybe we'll do another episode in the future of course thanks for having me on thanks chris Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. If you find our podcast beneficial, we'd love to hear from you by giving us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us stay connected to you, but it helps other business owners throughout the country find us. If you have questions or would like more information on how we help our clients, visit us online at www.elitebusinessadvising.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day.